Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. All right, welcome everybody, and Chag Sameach, Happy Pesach. This week, we take a break from the weekly Torah cycle. We're somewhere in the middle of Leviticus right now, and we'll return there next week. But during this week of Pesach, we go back to Exodus to read a special parsha for the Shabbat during Pesach. There are a few variations, but this parsha is essentially Exodus chapter 33.12 through 34.26. And it consists of the aftermath of the golden calf incident. If you remember, because we read this only a couple of weeks ago, the Israelites, while standing at Sinai, get nervous that Moses has been gone for so long. And so they make a golden calf and they start to worship it. And Moses comes down angry, seeing the people having turned away from God and turned away from the covenant. And he smashes the Ten Commandments out of anger. Then there's this whole aftermath where God threatens to destroy the people, and Moses talks God out of that. And what we read this week is actually what happens right after all that. Once God and Moses and the people have agreed to remain in covenant, to continue this journey together, Moses is instructed to carve new tablets to replace the ones that he broke. It says, Vayomer Adonai el Moshe, God spoke to Moses saying, Psal lecha shnei luchot avanim karishonim. Carve yourself some new stone tablets like the first ones. Vechatavti al haluchot et hadvarim asher hayu al haluchot harishanim asher shibarta. And I will write on these new tablets, says God, the words that were written on the tablets that you broke. So Moses carves these new tablets to replace the old ones. These, of course, are human carved as opposed to the tablets that were created by God and handed down. And some of the commentators suggest that that's so that Moses and Israel would have kind of some skin in the game, that they would have entered into the covenant with a concerted act, as opposed to having just had the tablets handed to them. Either way, Moses and God now proceed to renew the covenant that was made between Israel and God. God says, I hereby make a covenant with you. And that covenant involves specifically entering the land of Israel and staying away from the holy sites and the gods of all the tribes, all the people that live in the land already. That makes sense given what's just happened. The people have just worshipped an idol, and so God commands them to stay away from idols, stay away from the false gods that you might encounter in the new land. Okay, so far so good. This makes perfect sense as an aftermath to the golden calf. But why do we read this on Pesach? What does this have to do with the holiday that we're celebrating? The answer is that in verse 18, the covenant continues with a command to celebrate holidays. Et chag hamatzot tishmor shivat yamim tochal matzot. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, eating unleavened bread for seven days as I have commanded you. 
And actually, then it goes on to talk about other holidays, including Shabbat and Shavuot and the various other festivals that ancient Israelites celebrated and Jews today still celebrate throughout the year. So that's the connection with this moment in the calendar. We actually have here the listing of a festival calendar. But what might be confusing is what that's doing here. Why would you follow up the golden calf incident and this renewal of covenant with a list of holidays? The commentators ask exactly that question, and they give a couple of different answers. This is from Ibn Ezra, the 11th, 12th century Spanish commentator. He says, The connection with the context is that this is the occasion for remembering that God took us out of Egypt, so we ought not to serve any other god. In other words, you just worshipped a golden calf. So in order to help you remember that God is the one who took you out of Egypt, and there's no other gods to worship, I'm going to give you a holiday to celebrate that. And that's this feast of Pesach. The Bechor Shore, who is a 12th century French commentator, adds another element to that. He says, You shall not invent feasts of your own, like Aaron's Festival of the Lord which was a reference to something that happened back during the golden calf incident when Aaron, after making the golden calf, declares, let's have a festival, and all the people start celebrating. So the Bechor Shor says, we're given the holiday here to remind us that we should celebrate these holidays, not make up our own as we go along. So this is interesting and maybe challenging, because of course, we Jews have actually added holidays as we've gone throughout history, starting with the rabbis creating the holidays of Hanukkah and Purim a long time ago, and all the way up to the 20th century, where we added days like Israel's Independence Day and Holocaust Memorial Day to our festival calendar. So I feel challenged by this comment of the Bechor Shor, who seems to be trying to freeze the calendar to say you shouldn't be innovating. And yet, I think the message that underlies it is to remember the antiquity of some of these holidays that we do celebrate. Pesach is actually incredibly ancient. Pesach and the practices that surround it are probably some of the most ancient observances we have. The eating of the Passover meal, the Passover sacrifice, which has sort of morphed into the Seder, the matzah, the family meal that's involved in Pesach. These are some of the oldest things that we Jews have. So regardless of this issue of inventing new holidays and whether it's okay to innovate, which some of us think it is, it's also worth noting that when we observe Pesach, we are observing something very ancient and something that generations upon generations of Jews have been part of, which I think connects us back with that comment from Ibn Ezra, who said, this is the occasion to remember that God took us out of Egypt. That is to say, practices like Pesach have actually connected Jews to each other, connected Jews to God, and connected Jews to other generations of Jews for pretty much as long as there has been Judaism. If Ibn Ezra is suggesting that Pesach is supposed to keep us Jewish by reminding us of our covenant with God and with each other, I think he's right. I think it has done exactly that. Holidays like this where we sit together and eat special foods and tell the story of the Exodus have been in many ways the glue 
that has held Jews together and kept Judaism vibrant throughout many generations. The reality is Judaism has evolved and changed. Despite what the Bechor Shor says, Judaism has never looked the same in one generation as it looked a generation before or a generation after. We're always reevaluating and reconstructing and rethinking what Judaism is supposed to look like based on the needs and the sensibilities of any given generation. And yet, we also stand on the shoulders of a thousand generations who have observed these same practices and found meaning in the eating of matzah and the telling of the Passover story. It seems to me that that is the very kernel of our covenant and of our continuance as a people. So this week, if you're sitting around a Seder table, or if you're sitting in shul on Shabbat morning reading these words we're talking about here, we're reading stories that are about our connection, our connection to one another, our connection to God in whatever way we conceive God, and our connection to all the generations of our people. That's ultimately what covenant is, the connection we have and the commitment we make to one another. So Chag Sameach, have a wonderful Pesach, and I'll see you next week as we return to the book of Leviticus. 7-Minute Torah is a production of La Asok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoyed this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasoka.org, L-A-A-S-O-K dot org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.